Hi, nonprofiteers. Welcome to Nonprofit Biz Talk with your host, Tracy V. Allen, nonprofit strategist. Nonprofit Biz Talk is about giving you the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts to manage, build, and grow a nonprofit organization that will positively impact the community you serve. Hey guys, good morning and welcome to another episode of Nonprofit Biz Talk. This is episode number three and I am your host, Tracy B. Allen. Today we're going to be talking about hook me, hold me, ask me. I know it sounds kind of sensational, but it is relevant to the way we communicate. So let's get started. Well, I do Nonprofit Biz Talk Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. So just make sure you have your notifications on so you can join us every day. I give you tips to help you propel the success of your nonprofit organization. All right. So what is hold me, hook me, and ask me about? It is essentially the way we communicate with people. Regardless of whether we want to admit it or not, every interaction that we have with someone is a targeted interaction and there is an end goal in mind. We never, ever, ever interact with anyone unless we have an end goal in mind. If it's even just saying hello, trust and believe that at the end of that hello, you're looking for something, a response back. That's why we get upset when we say good morning and people don't say good morning back. You know, we're always looking for that end goal. So I want you to think about when you're interacting for your nonprofit organization that you are creating a romance. This is a romantic conversation. And the best way for me to explain it to you is through romance because everybody understands romance. So let's say, for instance, you go out to the club and you see whether you're a guy or girl, you know, you see someone that you find visually appealing because that's how we first interact with people is that we have to see them as someone we want to interact with. You see that person. How do you interact? How do you hook this person? So in most cases, you're going to um, send them a glaring, you know, uh, longing look. And if that person likes what they see in return, more than likely they're going to smile. That smile is the hook. You know that that person is interested. Okay. So you looked at the person, you know, with some longing in your eyes and that person looked back at you in the same way. So, you know, you've had that person hooked. So you need to move to the next stage, which is to hold them. Okay. How are you going to hold them? Somebody has to make a move. So either you're going to go over and talk to that person, say hello and see where it goes from there. Or you're going to probably buy that person a drink and have the bartender deliver it. And that will be your next part of the hook to get you into the holding person. So when you get to the hold, you want to be able to what? Hold that person's attention. Now, let's be really, really clear that sometimes you get to the hold and it's like, uh, you just need to stop talking because once the person, the person looks good and you want to get to know the person and they open their mouth and you're like, oh my God, I just want to look at you. I don't want to hear anything that you have to say because Whether they came out and their conversation was boring 
or their vocabulary was very limited. You know, whatever it is, you're like, the hold is off. They got you on the hook, but now you're done. Okay. And it's the same interaction when you are approaching people for your nonprofit. So let's say you are at a mixer and a networking event and you see someone that you want to possibly partner with for your nonprofit, whether it is have them come in as a volunteer, you want them as a a community partner, you want them as a referral um, source because you want to outsource some stuff for your nonprofit organization. You may be looking to hire a new employee, you know, or you want, you're looking for new clientele, whatever that end outcome is, it all starts with the hook me. You have to hook that person. You have to be able to get that person's attention. If you fail at the hook, you failed because the the conversation goes no further. So you probably walk up to that person and be like, hi, my name is, let's say me. Hi, my name is Tracy Allen. I'm a nonprofit strategist. I help nonprofit organizations develop the systems and processes they need to build and grow profitable and sustainable and compliant infrastructures. Um, I would really like to get to know more about your company because I'm poss- I have a possible uh, collaboration I would like to do with your company. If you don't know who the person is already, if you know that's sorry, that's if you know who the person is already. If you don't know who the person is, you would want to say, "Hi, my name is Tracy Allen." That person says. Um, what their name is. Hopefully you don't have to ask them what their name is. And then you have that conversation. So the hook, what you do, you're not going to just introduce yourself as who you are, but you're just going to introduce yourself as who you are and what you do, whether it's, I'm a nonprofit strategist and that's it. Or I'm a nonprofit strategist who does blah, 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 blah. That is the hook. So now if that person, if it's somebody that you didn't know and that person tells you what they do and you have no interest in that area, you know to move on to the next person because that hook isn't there. They don't have your attention. But if they do have your attention, then you need to hold their attention by telling them what you are doing and how you do it. So you're going to tell a story. It cannot be boring. It cannot be mundane. It has to be a story that is going to hold their attention. And like I said, sometimes you go out to the club, you meet somebody, they're cute, and then they open their mouth and you're like, oh my God, that per- you have lost that person. That person has lost you. So when you're interacting with people for your business, you want to make sure that you hold their attention. And the only way to hold their attention is to have engaging conversation. Just like I spoke about before, you want to start with, you know, have that, that, that literary flow. Start with your setting. Make sure you have some type of climax, some type of plot, and some type of resolution. And you want to make sure that you ask questions because it cannot be one-sided. Think about it if you go out on a date and that person is egotistical and all they do is talk about themselves. Nobody wants to know on the first date or the first interaction how many kids you have, what problems your kids have, how many divorces you've had, um, your baby daddy is not paying child support. You're broke. You're about to get it. That is too heavy for a first conversation. The first conversation has to be light. It has to be airy. It has to be general, but it has to be interesting in order to hold that person's attention. And this goes for whether or not you're doing this in person or you're doing this via email. It's the same thing. We talk about the hook. What's above the fold? Okay, that hook has to be above the fold. It has to be something that grabs that reader's attention and makes them want to continue to read your email. Same thing in person. 
Whatever you say to that person at the very beginning has to, whether it's a look or a, a actual some actual words, it has to be engaging enough that a person wants to continue to hear what you have to say. If you did not hook them, they don't want you to hold them because they don't want you to continue to talk to them because you already lost them. Okay, so make sure that you're having engaging conversation. It's not heavy. You're not talking about all of the problems in the community that your community has and how it's so burdensome to you and you just don't have all the money to do it. They don't want to hear all of that. Just tell them highlighted stories of success. That is what they want to hear. Okay, so say for instance, the person is a dentist and you want to forge a relationship with this dentist because you find that you have a lot of clientele that come in that have dental issues, but that's not a service that your organization has. So you go to a networking event, you meet a dentist and you really want to forge, that's on your strategic plan for the year to forge a relationship with a dentist so that you can refer the clients out to, to get the services that they need. Because maybe some of these clients don't have, um, insurance. Okay. So you're going to tell this dentist something to this effect that you are looking to, you have a lot of clientele in your community that need dental services. Like they really have some serious problems with cavities, dentures, whatever it is. And you are looking to forge a relationship with a dentist in the community. So you would like them to come in and visit your facility and see if, and meet your staff, meet some of your clients and see if this is a relationship that they would want to go forward with. If it is something that they're interested in, then we can sit down and hammer out the details. Okay. But you have to tell them like what's going on. What's the benefits? You let them know what the benefits are. This is the hook. How is this going to benefit them? We're going to be sending you clientele. We have an, uh, a service where we partner with the Department of Human Services to get them Medicare, Medicaid, but you know, they're kind of skittish. Maybe you have a, a Hispanic population and most of the dentists in your area are non-Hispanic people. So they don't speak Spanish, but this particular dentist is. That's a good referral source for him. He would want to partner with you, but you have to make it interesting so he understands why this is a good relationship. This is the hook. You have to hook people in by selling them the benefits and letting them know exactly why you are the person they want to be with whether it's a romantic relationship or it's a business to business relationship. What is your hold? So you hook them, you hold them, and now you're going to ask. Okay. Once you've got the person hooked, which is the visual at the bar where you saw the person, you were interested in the person, the person was interested in you guys, in you, you smiled at the person, they brought you um, a drink, you started talking, you were able to hold engaging conversation. Great. Now, what's going to happen? Are you just going to get up and say goodnight and go home? And you're never going to see this person again if you were really interested in the person? Absolutely not. Okay? The ask is, so can I have your number? Would you like to go out on a, a date? Can I take you to dinner? Can we meet for coffee? Can we meet for breakfast? Whatever it is, you have an ask. Because like I said, every single interaction we have with someone, and tr listen, no matter if you don't want to accept it or not, Every time you interact with someone, it is a targeted interaction. Whether you know it on a conscious level or not, every interaction is a targeted interaction with an expected outcome.
every interaction. So like my interaction with you today is a targeted interaction. I am hoping that by the end of this broadcast, you understand what hook me, hold me, and ask me is all about. And you are able to go out and interact with your potential donors, volunteers, and clientele on a deeper level. I'm also hoping that you um, like the information that I'm giving you and you realize that I'm knowledgeable and that you purchase one of my services. And this is being very real. That is the purpose of this interaction. We all have underlying reasons for interacting with our clientele. Most people are not going to want to admit it, but that is what it is. And as a nonprofit organization, as a nonprofit leader, every time you open your mouth, you should be opening your mouth with purpose. If words are coming out, those words better have purpose. And the purpose is to solidify some type of service or some type of partnership for your organization. And I'm being very, very real. So you have to really understand the hold me, the, I'm sorry, the hook me, hold me and ask me formula in order to solidify, um, serious partnerships for your organization. If you do not do this, you will fail at the, um, the, in that interaction and you will fail at growing your organization. So like I said, now you have the, held the person's um, attention at the bar. You've had conversation. You were able to have riveting conversation. This person is really interesting and you want to get to know more about them. So now you have to be on the ask me. What do you want to ask them? And like I said, you're going to ask for your phone number. You're going to ask for a second date, you know, something so that that conversation can continue on. So when you are doing your interactions with clientele, if it's an email, remember you have to have your donation button clearly displayed above the fold and below the fold because some people don't go below the fold. They only stay above the fold, especially if your hook wasn't good. So make sure that your ax is always there, but the ax is always best if you were able to hold that person's attention. If that person was found that the conversation was engaging and that the conversation had areas that they can connect to, Asking is very easy and the ax will be successful. So let's go back to the scenario with the dentist. So you told the dentist what was going on. You told them some of the services you provide and that you were going to be able to fill out applications for these clientele so that they can get dental care. The re- One of the main reasons why they're not getting dental care is because they feel that there's a, a, a communication barrier with the other dentists in the community because they're um, Hispanic speaking and none of the other dentists in the community uh, speak Spanish. But this particular dentist does. So he can potentially have an influx of new clientele if he's able to accept Medicare. Okay, and if he doesn't already, maybe that's something that you can provide a service for. You can say, hey, I have filled out the Medicare application because you should fill it out for your own personal nonprofit organization. I've filled out the Medicare application on many occasions. If you don't have it, I'll be happy to help you to um, fill out the application so that you can start serving this populace of the community. Okay, that is going to be the ask. 
If he is interested, which he should be because now that's more revenue coming into his organization, you have just solidified a referral partner for your organization. So when people come in and they need that service, you have some place to send them. Another thing that you could have asked him, and this is a good caveat for anybody that's listening that's looking to partnership, is can you come into the organization at least once a month and do some community service, which is like wellness checks, dental checks for the community once a month. I don't see why he should say no, because you just gave him potentially um, maybe half a million dollars more per year. So that's that's what the romance effect of communication, effective communication is about. Whether it's a nonprofit or a for-profit, any interaction we have uh, is a hold, is a hook, hold, ask. Um, interaction. Every single one. Even when you call your girlfriend on the phone or your boyfriend or your mom or your dad, when you call them, um, you are do, you are doing this process. You are holding them because you're going to say something interesting because I know if somebody calls me on the phone and they're like, hey, Tracy, you know, I'm like, oh God, I'm not in a mood for this today because you know that person is de- depressed already. But if someone calls you on the phone and they're like, hey girl, Oh, girl, I got some information for you. You already hooked me. I'm like, oh, gosh, tell me what happened. You know what I mean? And then you're going to hold me by giving me the spiel about whatever it is that you call me to tell me. Whatever the good information was, that's how you're going to hold me. Okay? And then you're probably going to ask me, what is my point of view on that particular situation. So like I said, every interaction that we have, we're holding somebody, we're we're ho- hooking them in first, we're holding them by giving them riveting conversation, and then we're going to ask some type of question at the end to make sure that we solidify that communication. And it's the same thing in your nonprofit. Whether you, like I said, whether you're interacting with these people via email or in person, It's the same thing. If you do not hold someone's attention, if you don't hook them into the conversation and hold their attention, the ax is never going to be successful. It's just not going to be successful at all. And I think some of you already know that I'm an English teacher by profession. So this hold, this um, hook me, ax me, hook me, hold me, ask me, is something I, t- I taught when I taught in, um, in middle school. Of course, it wasn't the ask me, but it was the resolution. But when you're writing an essay, the first sentence has to be a hook. It has to hook the reader so that the reader wants to continue to read. I know I've gotten many papers from my, ki- from my students, and that first paragraph, first sentence, first paragraph, just made me want to fall on my desk and go to sleep. It's the same thing. You can have communication with people that just makes them want to go to sleep. Let's be real. Okay. So make sure you have a strong practice. If you have to practice in the mirror, practice on your kids, practice on your husband, your friends, but practice your hook because your hook has to be strong. And once your hook is strong, then you know, you have to have authentic, general, riveting conversation, not burdensome conversation. And that's the key. You do not want to have burdensome conversation because you're going to depress the conversation and people are going to lose interest. Okay. And then you want to ask for whatever it is that you want to ask for. Of course, on your first interaction, please do not ask for money. Please do not ask for money. You have to cultivate the relationship before you ask for money. You can ask for the person to become a potential volunteer or community partner or even a client 
on the first, but you don't want to ask for like a major donation, major donations, especially like a $500 and above. Okay. And that is the hold me, the whole, um, hook me, hold me, ask me the romantic effect of conversation. So if you have any questions, please make sure that you put them below. If you haven't already, make sure that you check out the links in the description, especially the nonprofit university. I do a lot of in-depth trainings in there. Um, to help your organization catapult its success to the next level. It's a professional development and training portal. It is only $27 a month, which is a steal of a deal. Right now, I think I have, I think 28 training videos in there. A lot of them do have come with worksheets or workbooks. Listen, you really need to get into the nonprofit university. If you have not, click on the link and sign up today. Have a great day, everyone. Again, my name is Tracy V. Allen, and I'm a nonprofit strategist. Okay, nonprofiteers, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. And remember that there's someone in your community counting on the services that your nonprofit organization offers. And it is your job to make sure that you get it right. Until next time, I'm Tracy V. Allen.